I got you a present. You got whoa! You got me a present? Uh, not really. <laughs> but you got me. I got more of a thing that I get a lot. More of a thing that you get a lot. I like to collect these sorts of things. Huh. Why am I opening it? It's your present. See, it's not your present then, I guess. Wait, they're, uh, they're just headphones. They're headphones. Okay. There's a good deal from uh, <laughs> a good deal. Black Friday. <laughs> On some headphones. Yeah. Some people like buy shoes or buy headphones. You buy headphones. Yeah. So the ones that you wear have like the, the, the ear things are kind of falling apart. I don't know if you've noticed that. Huh. Oh, yeah. I had not noticed that. Oh, darn. I could have never said anything and never bought these. Oh, so those are for me. Well, they're for that's exciting. The studio, and this is this happens to be the only thing that I record is huh. this podcast. <laughs> so try them out. Yeah. Um, huh. I didn't get you anything. It's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you made it awkward. Yeah, I did. Good at that. Um, so these are Audio Technica, for the listeners, Audio Technica, ATH-M20X, uh, headphones. Okay, so, so what makes these better than Apple headphones? Apple headphones? Yeah. Like earbuds? Yeah. Um, comfortable? Uh, okay. Um. It's just a comfort thing? There's a comfort thing. They have is that the only thing? Larger um, drivers. Driver oh. in the sense of a um, driver in the audio world. Well, it's a couple of things. It's confusing. Okay. Is uh, a speaker. So <laughs> why don't they just call it a speaker? Uh, it, is it because it's driving the sound? Yeah. What's the difference between a driver and a speaker? Nothing. No, nothing. I think. You think? Yeah. How do I? Oh, there we go. Um. Are they too tight. Ooh. Expandable. Yep. I mean, yeah, the headphones. Do they sound the same? Uh, no. Hmm. Do they sound different? Yes. Cool. I wouldn't I, describe it up. as better. Okay. I can hear a kind of echo. Oh. A kind of echo. A kind of echo. It's almost as if... It's like not repeating, but all the sounds have been elongated. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That sounds trippy. It does feel more comfortable. Good. It's lighter. Yeah. I think comfort is probably most the, the most <laughs> important factor the, for a podcast. The biggest thing? Recording. Right. Um, you don't need the... I mean, we're listening to ourselves talk. Yeah. Doesn't need to be the highest <laughs> quality. <laughs> there's, there's not really a reason for us to do this. Um, episode 27. Uh, I recorded an episode um, of the Bike Shed pod- podcast I, I was a guest on. Okay. And we did not put headphones on. And it felt different. Oh. We were just talking at all. in a room. Yeah, we were just talking in a room. Like animals. Yeah. It's like, what do I even sound like right now? Wait, I can't even hear my voice. I've been on the bike shed. I don't remember this. I mm. feel like we had headphones. Did they just not want well, you was there someone else to wear the headphones? Were, was there someone else in the conversation that wasn't in the room? No, Derek was in the room. 
Oh, okay. Derek from Massachusetts. Well, uh, maybe we didn't wear headphones. I don't mm, know. It was, yeah. a, it was a while ago. Yeah. At least two months. Yeah. Um, I guess I feel like this just legitimizes. It doesn't legitimize. It makes me feel more legitimate. <laughs> well, since we're in a basement, you don't like think the hunchback is a legitimate podcast. Um, uh, you think it's illegitimate? <laughs> I don't know. You don't like that word? No. Um, so we're on episode 27. Okay. Which means it's the 28th episode. Is that... I forget where we landed on that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. There's So as soon as I came I into your right. house this morning, you asked me to come over extra early. So that... Because you had ex, you had things you needed to do this afternoon. Yeah. And you needed to make sure that Hunchpig got recorded before those things. Right. And I proceeded to sit in your kitchen while you did chores. <laughs> you did some chores too, though. I did do some chores as well <laughs> to so, try and get down here quicker. So there's that. And you kept trying to talk about things and then tell me that we shouldn't Whoa. talk about them uh, until we're recording. I, I tried once. I started something off. Right. And then... So what, what's Duran? Duran. Oh. Duran. Duran, Duran? It's Dram. Dram. What's Dram? Um, so it's like... Uh, this is a good question. It's like Django, but for jam. Uh, jam. Dram. Dram. So uh, I made some allspice dram. Okay. Which is a uh, liqueur... With all the spices in it. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. no. Oh, that's that's the thing. That's with all spices. All spice. <laughs> Which is only two spices. No, it's only one spice. It's only one spice. Cuz I also had cinnamon in it. Oh, okay. So it's all spice and cinnamon. So there were only two. Oh, so many things. Um What is in all spice? So all spice, this is this is crazy. <laughs> I had the same question yeah. because I this recipe called for all spice berries. Oh. Yeah. It's just one thing. It's one thing. It's a plant called allspice also called jamaica pepper why the fuck don't we call it that that would make so much more sense that's a much better name allspice is yeah is very confusing like oh i always thought it was I, a blend like mrs yeah. dash you know you have like a blend of spices i always thought it was asian in nature not jamaican no so yeah allspice dram is uh is, is a cocktail ingredient that um a liqueur uh, that is popular in jamaica Okay. Or like originated in Jamaica, right. which makes sense. Which, yeah, why, would, why they would put Jamaican pepper in it. Right. All spices, plentiful. Yep. <laughs> spices. Uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Just the one plant. Right. <laughs> they don't have salt and pepper. It's just... Just all spice. Ooh. Yuck. Uh, it's a good spice, but I wouldn't want it all the time. <laughs> um, it says it's also called new spice, but then it says citation needed. <laughs> New spice. New spice. Huh. Is it the newest of the spices? Maybe. When did we stop discovering spices? I feel like uh, we found them all. Have we? That can't be true. Hmm. Why aren't we making... Why aren't we what makes genetically spice engineering spice? spices? What makes a spice a spice? That's just... Spicy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something that's spicy? Right. I don't know how to, how to categorize... Yeah. A spice. We had this, uh, I was having a conversation with my dad about uh, vegetarianism. 
uh-huh. um, and mixed with home brewing. Okay. So um, we both kind of agree on the same idea that in like the next couple of decades, everyone's going to be growing their own vegetables, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be. Excuse you. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I heard that on my new headphones. <laughs> it must be pretty good. Um, it's not going to be uh, like the same vegetables we're eating today. Okay. It's going to become very like hipster sort of. I want these old seeds. They're Heir- heirloom tomatoes. Right. I want. And... I want something the Aztecs ate. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like. You're going to have, like, this wave of, I want the the oldest of the old, like, almost yeah. lost to... Yeah, yeah. Ancient grains. Ancient grains, all that all that shit. I want to grow it myself. You're and saying this will happen? Yes. I feel like we're already there. Oh, yeah. But but more, but, more uh, people doing lo- it on their own. Right, on a larger scale. Okay. It's going to become easier to do. Yeah. Um, so, sort of, like... Like, there's, there's a lot of people... Well, homebrewing was pretty easy to pick up. Right. And there's like a, a romance about brewing your own beer. Yeah. I think that's going to be the same with growing your own Yeah, that makes sense. It's not produce. I mean, we've talked about this at length, I think, but home brewing is not about efficiency or cost savings right. or any of that, really. Yeah. It's just, it's fun. You know, you just like, like to watch it happen. And mm. same with gardening, I think. Um, gardening probably, I mean, can be more practical depending on your climate. I think right. there's probably a point where it actually does make economic sense. And well, there's a there's a company here in Boston that takes uh, shipping containers and converts them into yeah. highly efficient like farming units. That's cool. Where you set up like UV lights and you have just shelves. Yeah, and then it's all controlled with like a microcontroller, right? Arduino and you sort of use use your iPhone to check in on things and there's another one I looked at called Farmbot. Oh yeah. Um that you sort of set up outside. It's like all 3D printed parts. Yeah. Um that was I had like a moment of 15 minutes where I was like, ah, should I get this? Should I buy right. one of these? Yeah. Like it seemed so cool. And like there's a web interface for um configuring this thing. You say, um, you know, plant the lettuce here and peppers here and um you just kind of click go and it optimizes it has a camera that looks to see like looks for weeds and it can actually see like oh that's a weed i'm gonna get that yeah it has like this weird like drill bit like a multi-tool that it puts in and it just (laughs) punches the weeds (laughs) (laughs) yeah right and the and the promise was that this um this tool was kind of generic so you could you could buy you know new attachments that they hadn't even thought of yet oh yeah um to and it would just kind of well but also adapt you, to that you could just 3d print them oh yeah was my, you could just download like uh this is a new wow tool head oh man yeah so the the at the end of the 15 minutes i realized that i live in boston <laughs> and it it wouldn't make sense yeah you could set it up down um, here in the basement if we had a yeah if we had a bigger house yeah, or a bigger yard. I could get one of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, temperature controlled things. Well, is the the um, storage container thing is that temperature controlled? Uh, yes. Optionally or no? I think it is. Okay, not optionally because okay. Um, well, depending on where you it? live, it could be fine. Like if you live in San Diego, yeah, or like that kind of climate, you know, 
you probably don't need to really control. My understanding was that it was mostly being sold in Boston. I don't know how huh. countrywide they have been, but they and seem it, to they seem to be pretty successful. And who like who do you think their audience is? Like people with big yards and no people with no yards. Like where do you put the container? You have you just have to have like a parking space. So a lot of people oh. in Boston have parking spaces but no cars. Was my understanding. A lot of people have parking spaces, no cars. Maybe. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> I mean, maybe if they want a garden. Right. They do. They would have to, I guess, rent one. Um, I'll have, yeah. Huh. I wish I, I, wish I remember. Have the you name seen of one the in the wild? One in the wild. Just roaming. <laughs> yeah. Grazing. Yeah. Um, y- no. Uh huh. I mean, I'm sure they exist. But. There's, uh, one of our co-workers, Giles from Massachusetts, uh-huh. he um, he introduced me to one of the developers working on the iPhone um, okay. app for these containers. Neat. And could, so all of my information is secondhand through them. Could we put one on our roof of our building? I Isn't it quite... Where we oh, where we work? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That'd be cool. I don't even think we need to ask anyone. <laughs> could be like a... I mean, we have to get it up there somehow. That would be... Yeah. That's not a bad idea. But we could have like a... It'd be like a pet project, you know? Mm. <laughs> or like a class... Sorry, class yeah. project is what I meant. I combined class pet and class project yeah. into pet I f- project. I feel like they're around three grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Sure. Put it on a company card. Yeah. <laughs> um... Probably not. So where were we? I don't know. I don't uh, know how we got here. Yeah, me neither. Oh, yeah. We were talking about um, how this is the future. Everyone's going to be growing their own stuff. Uh, but like with the um, yeast starters, so you buy liquid yeast, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is sort of from this white labs. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, and they are making their own unique strains of yeast in san diego actually in san diego yeah Yeah. um and this is like a novelty beyond like having the really old yeast strains right well i think they're doing a a combination i think i think some of the yeast strains they have are actually extracted from like famous breweries and like okay places across the world i'm not positive but i think they have done that like gone to you know the abbey in yorkshire i'm making this up right and like scraping stuff off the walls and like trying to culture but there's the wild yeast from different places but there's Um, this culture of experimenting right with these strains it's not just having these old proven yeasts but Mm -hmm. creating new ones yeah and i think the same thing is going to happen with produce yeah like i want a what was the simpsons thing a tobacco tomato (laughs) (laughs) a tomaco so GMO all the way. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I mean, kind all, of at odds, though, with the heirloom tomato idea, right? All vegetables have been genetically modified. Just not necessarily by humans. No. Even like ev- everything. <laughs> There's we, no existing in veg- vegetables that have not been right, we've, modified by a human. We've specifically chosen right. traits that we want and bred produce to produce those traits right like this these are not things that have happened naturally 
Well, you said all vegetables. So is that isn't that a little bit of an overstatement? Like there are still wild varieties. I think that's what the term heirloom means. In is that it's a wild tomato? That it's yeah, it's not part of this like. Um, I guess has any of it big corporation corporate kind of farming huge uh, homogenization of right things. It's like a weird, funky, wild thing, um, which people want to pay for. Right. So, so that's why I'm I'm getting a conflict from what you're saying is I in one way you're saying people want GMO you... other other hand they want these like wild specific old style things which I think they want both really yeah <laughs> you want seedless watermelon but you also want I don't weird think delicious truly wild things usually taste great which is why we hmm. usually I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't. Either. I mean, I think there's. I don't know. There's we, more variety of flavor. I'm sure. Right. You, you know, it's gonna either be great or horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like a tomato that you get from one of these huge factory farms is gonna be like, oh yeah, that's basically yeah. tastes like a tomato, but it's not. I guess the best. <laughs> my um, granddad and I used to walk by the River Thames, and there would be wild blackberries. Mm-hmm. That grew and we'd eat them. Yeah, along the way. Do they taste bad? No, they were they were good. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. Do, I, grew I do up, wonder. I grew up eating little tiny like wild strawberries that were delicious. Yeah, um, I do wonder how that got there. Like, are they truly wild? I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't in the wild. I guess. Hmm. This was a built-up area. Sure. Humanity had been there for a while. Right. Yeah. But they weren't cultivated. Right. Or maybe they were. <laughs> uh, this huh. is a weird, weird thing. It's um, you, you said you'd watched a documentary on four different types of plants that had been cultivated. Yeah. Um, it was like weed. The Botany of Desire. Okay. By Michael Pollan. It was a book. Pollan? Po- Pollan? Yeah. P-O-L-L-A-N. Huh. Um. A-N, not E-N. Pollen. 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 Michael Pollen. Michael. If Alexa were pronouncing Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good author. Interesting kind of food, foodie person. But yeah, the documentary is interesting. It goes, and I guess the book does the same thing, goes through these four different plants and talks about how um, humans have kind of interacted with them and vice versa. Right. Um, so apples, uh, tulips, marijuana, and potatoes. I think it was the other one, which makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. Potato famine um, <laughs> is a thing. You can't mention potatoes without mentioning the no. the great famine. Yep. Uh, and I was the tulips... Um, had to do with there is this whole the whole Dutch economy was based on tulips at one point okay Um, it was a huge like trade thing and you were considered rich if you had the best most rare tulips and that kind of how that kind of changed very quickly and basically crashed the whole (laughs) economy when they had a bad year or, and, or I forget if they had a bad year, if they just realized like, this is kind of crazy that we're basing our economy on tulips. Yeah. So they had like a, 
a run on tulips. Um, a run on tulips. Or is it the I have op- to get all, it the opposite. Yeah, I have to get all of my tulips out of the bank because they've lent more tulips than they actually have. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bank, I guess, is the soil at that point. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, marijuana is kind of an obvious one of how entangled that's become with our legal system. And uh, yeah. And then apples, we were talking about, are an interesting one because they, cider, you were saying, in the UK is just by default hard cider. You don't right. have to say hard cider. It's just That's what cider alcoholic is. cider. So cider here is Let's <coughs> see. Thank you. Is called apple juice. Um So in England if you want right. soft cider, mm-hmm. you ask for apple juice. If you want hard cider, you ask for cider. Right. Cider means alcoholic. But soft cider here is not apple juice. There's a distinction. I mean, it is the juice of apples. <laughs> oh, it's to do with but the filtering or the something? The processing, yeah. It's yeah. Like apple juice is that like very bright yellow kind of clear um, I stuff see. that's been really filtered and processed and, and kind of purified. Um, right. Whereas cider is like, oh, I want the kind of rustic. Why do you need a special word for that? Is it not just like unfiltered cider? Unfiltered. Unfiltered apple, apple juice? juice? Yeah, that's basically what it is. Right. Um, what if the process is different, it's, too? You, you don't have two different words for orange juice with or without pulp. Yeah, it's true. It is weird. The, I know with cider, you there's a cider press, which is like the thing that you use <laughs> to is, make cider. Right. Presumably, you need to do that with apple juice, too. Yeah. You need to press it. You need to, it's not you just need gonna, to get the juice out. The, you don't just ask the apples for the juice, like... Okay, it's yeah. time. Give us... Put holes in it. Yeah. All, like the, a, all the juice runs out. Like a maple tree. Do oh, yeah. Little taps in the apples. Yep. Just wait months. <laughs> <laughs> For all the juice to run out. Apple juice would be very expensive. <laughs> um, anyway, so cider here is by default um, not alcoholic. You have to by say... By default. By default. Okay, that's good to know. So you say hard cider... If you want, oh, that, I don't know. That might be changing slowly. I feel like cider, hard ciders, on kind of an uptick here. Yeah, there's. I mean, kind of with the craft beer movement, there's this craft cider thing. And right, we had a um, Northern Irish friend visit and mm-hmm. order a cider, and was very disappointed when he basically got a child's drink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then so we were talking about why that is, and it seems to be. Because there was, that, and in this documentary, in um, Botany of Desire, they talk about how cider was, hard cider was the drink of the American at one right. point, you know, from when America started to through the 1800s, it was really the thing to drink. Um, and it was considered, you know, closer to prohibition. It was like, oh, this is the problem with society. It's apples and <laughs> cider like seriously like that was yeah. like this sign of the devil basically at that point <laughs> was uh apples are evil and um so they actually cut down apple trees and replaced right. them with other things because they they saw them to be a temptation and well i think also that were kind of gateway to this 
bad life. Yeah. I think also there were businesses that needed to, like farms that sold cider apples. Mm. And now that was illegal. Yeah. And so they needed to plant something else. Otherwise... Was it illegal to sell apples? Cider well, apples? no, but it, no, who would buy them? Yeah. Right. Like cider apples, I don't think taste very good. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a lot of knowledge. For hard area. cider. Yeah. There are there is a specific hard cider apple. Okay. That is good for making well, alcohol. With, with craft cider now too, it's all over the place, I think. Yep. There's probably it's probably more standardized, I would guess, from the UK kind of classic brands of cider like Magners and Yep. Which is different. What's that called over there? Balmers. There's Balmers and right. Magners. We have both. In um, the UK, okay. Yeah. Here it's, it's just called company. Magners. Yeah. Um uh i also i'm not sure that's an english it's irish yeah right okay yep <laughs> back to that whole thing you know <laughs> yeah the uk it's not as united as <laughs> right as everyone wants and there's no king there is no king at the moment yeah that is right so bad names for everything that's what oh you were talking about kingdom yeah i see right so really none of that name is none of that yeah so anyway yeah yeah good conclusion (laughs) cider cider it's the thing alexa alexa (laughs) what so a few things okay um you, you have an Alexa. We have an Amazon Echo. That's okay. Which people you are calling Alexa. I mean, they should. They should probably should have just called it Alexa. Alexa. But I guess there's. We also have Echo Dots. We have two Echo Dots. Two. Yeah. Where are they? Uh, so now we have Alexa on every floor of our house. Oh, okay, so one in the basement. It's one in the basement. We have the Echo uh, in the kitchen, and then yep. we have. Um, the other dot in the master bedroom. So when did you get the two dots? Was that a recent it thing? It was a Black Friday a Black Friday thing. Did you find the Echo was so useful that you needed it on um, every floor? That's a good question. And uh, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but there's also something else at play. Okay. Which is, it's almost the reverse of that. It's in order for... It Alexa to be, to be useful, it needs to be everywhere. Needs to be listening at all times. <laughs> Which is kind of scary yeah. to really say that. But uh, it was more about like, it's only going to be as useful as if you have the habits of actually trying to use it. Right. right. And you only get the habit of trying to use it if you can use it anywhere. Anywhere. So that's kind of the thinking I had. Okay. Uh, and also they were like the price of a steak. Each. Yeah. And I was like, eh, let's try it. It almost sounds as if you need something that you wear that you could ask these kinds of questions. Like a wearable, because then you would have it everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's obviously not possible with today's technology. Are you, are oh, you... did you just look at your... Is that an Apple Watch that you've got there? That yeah. You could... Yeah. Huh. That's huh. Siri, right? <laughs> do you use Siri on your Apple Watch? Hey, Siri? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, you just triggered mine. Yeah. Um. Okay, let me think of what I, I'm using the... 
Alexa for the that Echo you... for yeah. Uh, let's see, let me try this. Uh, play Jeopardy. <laughs> I'll tap you when I'm ready. She says. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this put is, it down. This is part of the problem. This is part of the. Is it's connecting it's to your phone? So slow. It is. Yeah. It's really slow. Sorry, and I'm having trouble playing your music. Okay. Oh, she thinks Jeopardy is a is song. Is a song. I mean, that wasn't fair. Jeopardy is a skill that we it's installed on the Alexa. <laughs> it's a skill. <laughs> which segues into our next thing. Right. So Alexa has these things called skills. Yep. Which, um, oh, so Alexa is more extendable than Siri. Right. Siri has like five or six categories of yeah. apps that can interact with it. It's not very open they have, of a platform. Yeah, they've um, opened it up for developers. But still only for these certain categories of right. apps. Like you have to have an app. Uber and yep. like whatever. The right. weather. I don't really know what the categories <laughs> the are. Weather. Uh but it's yeah, it's not it's not as wide you can't like build out these custom phrases. Right. Like, like you can, you can if Alexa. you create an Amazon or an Alexa skill. Right. Um so there's that kind of tinkerability as well. Yeah. Making your um, own the yeah. Um, but it is a bummer that I can't, like in this room right now, right? There's, I can't use Alexa. Yeah. Cause uh, she's not in here. I haven't, there's an Alexa app and you would think that would have a button on it where you oh, can trigger yeah. Alexa, but that's not a thing. You can't. Um, yeah. We also have a fire TV stick. Of <laughs> which is a lot of words. Amazon fire TV, TV stick. stick. Does it have a remote? It does have a remote. And you can ask Alexa. That has Alexa. I see. So I could bring the remote down here. And talk to and the remote. talk to Alexa, but I wouldn't be able to hear her response. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just put Echo Dots all everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's so fast and so good. Like, it's... I'm so impressed with the, the audio processing that right. they're doing. It's really amazing. Like, from the other room, so... Upstairs, we have the kitchen, then we have the kind of the living room where the Christmas tree is now. Right. And I hooked that up through a Belkin Wemo switch that I bought a couple years ago um, that integrates with Alexa now. Okay. Um, so I just call that switch, I have to name that switch, you know, Christmas tree. And then you can say, Alexa, turn on the Christmas tree. And it, um, and it and does it. And it just does it. It's pretty cool. Right. But it does it even from the other room and it, without me like really projecting, like I'm not like screaming into the other room. I'm just saying, right. Alexa, turn on the Christmas tree. And it's, I'm really impressed by. Yeah. And I wonder why that's, I wonder if that's why they call it the echo. If it, cause it has to do. So there's another feature. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but okay. if you have multiple um, echo devices. Yep. So if we have a dot, say, say we do have another dot in the in living room, the living room um, in real time or very, very quickly. When you say, Alexa, turn on the Christmas tree, um, the mesh network or whatever they do to talk to each other figures out, well... Who's going to do it? Who's going to... Who has the priority? Right. Like, which one are you closer to? Um, which seems like it would be pretty straightforward. I mean, it's mostly volume, but there uh, is also some, like, reverberation detection and, like, trying to figure out, oh, they sound more clear coming from this one. Um, hmm. from the other one, it sounds more echoey and more right distorted. Um, anyway, so the audio nerd in me is like, oh, they're doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. 
with that. So I did go to someone's house where they had an Echo and a Google Home. Okay. And every time they... So want... Google Home, for, for the listeners, <laughs> Google Home is not a house. Ah. Right. No, it's Google's version of, of Echo. Echo, yeah. Okay. Yep. So every time... I just wanted to clarify that <laughs> for all of our very confused listeners. Every time he wanted to ask either of them something, he'd ask both and compare which one did it better. Yeah. Because he's trying to work out which one do I invest in. Right. And I felt that Google Home did a better job every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense, really. I mean, if you think of the data that Google has and the types of queries right. that they're used to answering... Um, I mean, that is, yeah, when you think of it like that, it is hard to imagine some other company doing a better job. Yep. Um, I wonder, is their audio processing as good? Do you think like their, I have not, uh, the microphone and the, yes, there were a couple of times where we'd ask Alexa something and she wouldn't be able to answer. Mm -hmm. Like she's, she would just outright say, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're asking. And she would hear you? Yes. Okay. So and it's... we'd immediately ask Google Home and it would get it. Right, right. And give an appropriate response. Right. So that, I mean, that's less about the microphone quality, more about the, the actual engine, the yes. decision engine and that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, it's also like, I mean, I don't deal with it every day. Yeah. Um, but no, it doesn't surprise me that Google would, they would just hit this out of the park. Like this is their right. wheelhouse. It's interesting um, that Apple has nothing similar. Yeah, I think they will. There's a lot of rumors mm. about um, Siri Home or whatever it would be. Um, they, I don't know if you heard the rumors, but they have discontinued their like time capsule. Oh, business. Okay. Um, and Airport Express and like Wi-Fi routers in general. Yep. And part of that rumor is that they. They've done that only because they're making room for this next device, which might also be a Wi-Fi router and I see. Siri home and yep. home kit kind of base station and yep. all that stuff. They um, also got out of the monitor business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of surprising. Yeah. They handed that off to LG. Okay. This just, time. Yeah. It just seems like a, yeah. a market where they really could have just gotten good margins right by putting the apple logo on but i mean maybe they're trying to focus on more interesting things there's the rumor of the yep. car that was presumably an apple car yeah wow presumably i mean there are rumors for everything yeah but i mean they bought like <laughs> the apple shoes big warehouses and stuff that um or like apple warehouse <laughs> yeah but like i could see that being that had thing. the size um it was big enough to where they could like manufacture cars. Yeah. But since then there's been a lot of um, rumors in the other direction, other direction that they've kind of canceled that project. Hmm. But I mean, I wouldn't want to compete with Tesla to be honest. Okay. They're doing pretty good. Hmm. It feels like they've opened up. It, it's the easiest time to get into competing in the car market because Tesla has changed the formula. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's still... Like, all the other car manufacturers are trying to react to the new 
right. model and trying to stop it from changing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't really see another like startup right from scratch doing a really good job. Yeah. At it. Um I do think Apple could do it if they really wanted to. Yeah. I mean, they have so much cash and so much money. Um, Cause are, hmm. It's complicated. Yeah. Seems like if you were trying to focus, yeah. that's not something you would really focus want to invest because it, it could be a a sinkhole of just energy and money and Resources. employees. and Yeah. Yeah. God knows they're struggling. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> yeah. So we got skunked. Skunked. I should have mentioned this on the last podcast because it happened. So you've been playing cribbage? Then. No. That's I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, you didn't. You what does skunked mean in cribbage? Get that re- reference. Um it I think it's actually a more general thing, but in in cribbage it's when you lose. Um, it's when you get lapped. Basically. When you get lapped. So like there's like the cribbage is a of, race. <laughs> uh kind of. So you keep score on this board? Oh. Have you seen that? No. There's these like a wooden board i've never <laughs> with these little pegs i don't think i'm old enough no you're probably not i mean i'm not either really to be <laughs> fair. i play this with my grandparents okay um but there's these like different tracks on this board and if you get lapped that's person, skunked and if you get lapped it's skunked okay which i think is probably a more general thing but that's where i heard the term right so what i mean is there was a skunk yeah physically in our back garden and the dogs went out and tried to kill it. And it sprayed them in the face with its skunk juice. And you said, dogs, stay outside. You're never coming back inside. No, no. You're not allowed back in. We never. panicked and pulled the dogs back into the house. <laughs> yeah. So the, skunk the skunks could die? get away. Oh, no. Okay. No, the dogs didn't. My dogs are pathetic. They, <laughs> they were. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was imagining other dogs. No, they would. They, they'd like to corner things and bark at them. <laughs> yeah. That's the extent of what they're yeah. capable of. If that doesn't kill them, then they, they give up. They give up. Like, well, okay. They quickly realize that we they've try. bitten off more than they can chew. <laughs> their bark is worse than their bite. They... Yeah. Do they have teeth? They do have teeth. Yeah. They just, uh, they're not. I like the idea of dogs without teeth. No. They, they, they just bark. They just bark. And they literally cannot bite. Yeah, they gum people. Yeah, just kind of like drool. (laughs) Oh, you're cruel. Isn't Isn't there an animal that does that, that like uses their saliva to, as an enzyme to like digest something while it's in their mouth? All animals? Yeah, it might be all animals. That might be it. Yeah. Is that like allspice? There is a... Is that a certain animal called all animal? I forget if it's a monkey. There's... There is an animal that has uh, venom in its um, arm crease. I made a joke about allspice. I don't care. Okay. Arm? What? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know where your elbow is, but yeah. the other side? Yeah. And they have they have like a gland there uh-huh. that produces part of the venom. Yeah. And they have to lick it and it reacts with their saliva and turns it into real venom. Ugh. So they have to like lick their it's arm. It's like a two-stage. It's Yeah. Ugh. They like suckle the unactive venom from their arm, and then they bite a thing. And evolution is weird. <laughs> like, how did that happen? <laughs> what? The gland moved away from their mouth, and 
Yeah, like yeah. was the danger that they were this was they were hurting themselves yeah. too much? Like they're like they needed to get it away. Yeah, but at uh, arm's reach. Well, huh? Yeah. Does their venom affect them? Yeah, I, I think if they swallow it, okay, they shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, some did. Yeah, and they didn't. That's why <laughs> they're out by their elbows now. <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, skunks. They're fucking evil. Skunks. So they have three different compounds in their skunk spray. Yeah. And two of them are super smelly. Okay. And one of them is Smells not. Smells great. Oh. It's, it's not smelly. It has no smell. Okay. Until you add water. <gasps> it reacts to water. And then it smells. Oh. And so we were like. But you did not Google this before you put your dogs in a bath. In a bath. Yeah. Oh. So we cleaned and cleaned like crazy. We thought, okay, the skunk smell is getting better. We better just give the dogs a bath because they're the thing that smells the worst. And it got worse. And then it's like, why the fuck do you smell so bad? <laughs> it's getting worse. We're putting you in a bubble bath. Uh, like how? That is really evil. I, wow. Spe- all right. What's, and what's so, evolution doing here? Yeah. And so that compound can stick around for like weeks. Yeah. Unactive. And then it fucking rains and everything smells again. Oh, Ew. Well, I mean, wet dog is already a smell. Is it, yeah. So like on top I of wish, that. I wish we had the smell of wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> Candle with wet dog. Oh, God. Ew. It's so bad. Why would it do that? Why would that compound exist? And we, we had to buy sacks of carbon. This is a thing. You buy coal in uh-huh. sacks and it absorbs odors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. This is new for me. We have them everywhere. They've worked well, I guess. Huh. We didn't have like a controlled experiment where there was one room without it. Is that? Okay. So carbon is used as a as a filter for water and stuff too. Mm, yeah. I wonder if part of what it's doing is getting the odor. Right. Like if there's an odor in your tap water. Yeah. Is that part of I need to I need to look up more of the science of it because the sacks say after two months, they're sort of done. And then you put them out in the sun for half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you look skeptical, as you should. Okay. I mean, the sun does some... The sun does... Does stuff. Does stuff. There are yeah. photons that come from the sun. Right. Huh. Recharges the... Recharges the bags coal. of coal. Mm. I mean, it's bags of carbon. I don't... Yeah. I assume it's coal. And then the sun turns them into diamonds? I think the... No, the sun... Then you can sell them back for a lot more coal. The sun kills the smell that it's absorbed. Right. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking but about. But the smell was manifesting as black carbon. So once the smell's away, then you just have a diamond. I think it turns white. No, I don't. I have no idea. I don't... I don't know. Weird. Can yeah. you use that same stuff for... On the grill? On the... To get rid of the smell of cooked meat? No, to cook. To cook. Oh. Yeah. I don't... I mean, it's got... Presumably, it will release all the skunk smell. Well, no. You put it in the sun first. <laughs> then you recharge cook with it. it. Then I cook with it. Then... Then I'm then I'm put done? it back in the sun. Mm, put Maybe it back you, in the sun. Oh, no. Wait, then you wait till the moon comes out. Oh. Then you pull it out. And then you can use it for the skunks again. It's called the circle of life. So. <laughs> <laughs> Only using things that are not alive. Did you get this from an Etsy shop? <laughs> 
Where did you buy this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, flea market. Yeah. Tra- uh, traded a cow for yeah some magic sacks of. <laughs> <laughs> Which fairy tale is this? <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't read all of Grimm's stuff, but uh, there's got to be one. It's the obscure one with this. Yep. Uh, let's take a break. Sure. Uh, we brewed a beer. We did. Um, a while ago now. We've spoken about it because it was more, a while ago. More than a month ago, I think. More than a month. Uh, when we started brewing it. Two weeks bottling, four weeks in the catalyst. Um, three weeks? I forget. At least three. Three weeks. Yeah. So yeah, five weeks. Yeah. Um. You're going to open it? Let's You're going to hold it against the microphone? Yep. Pretty good. That's good. Mm-hmm. This is a extra special bitter. Very, very special. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Tastes like an ESB. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I wish it was more carbonated. Mm. I think that's the only... Which I think will happen. Yeah. Um, The rest of the bottles are still Mm. at room temp. Okay. So they'll probably carbonate a little bit. Yep. More. Um... It is fruity-er than I imagined it would be, with the kind of that banana thing going on. Mm. Maybe I'm just super fixated on that now, but... Hmm. Because you're so used to... Kind of, yeah, I'm used to, like... IPAs? Yeah. That are not fruity? Right. I'm used to the yeast not really having a lot of... Say um, yeah in the beer character or <laughs> one, say yeah that's a good one yeah. dimensional yeah they don't have a vote Oop. in how the beer tastes <laughs> just flood it with hops and it's like okay i'll hang out in the back <laughs> oh. my watch just told me that i unlocked my laptop with it this is good though it is yeah I approve. No, I think I, I think I like this. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This will be one, I think, that gets drunk. Yeah. That wasn't a pun. <laughs> right. I think all the bottles will be consumed. Yeah. Unlike that's that really should be the base right. line goal. <laughs> Unlike the stouts we both made. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I think it was the first beer we tried on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We still have some. Yeah. I mean, we can, we yeah. can get it out of the old <laughs> cellar. Uh yeah. but not really excited to. It's almost a year old. Yeah. That beer. I think it tastes better than it did. did. 
but okay. at the same time, it's probably also like tastes more like stale coffee and, <laughs> you know. Was that coffee in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's everything in it. <laughs> Vanilla, beans, bourbon, oh, soaked, yeah. oak chips, oh, God. coffee. Yeah, too much. Too much going on. But this I enjoy. Good. And yeah, I agree with you. I think we will not be a problem to... Uh, this won't age consumers. a year. No. No, no, no. No. I seem to have more froth in my half than yours. Well, that's because you're swirling it around. Oh. <laughs> I just looked over at the timeline of our um, yep. podcast recording. Mm-hmm. And I think I can see where I sneezed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a peak. That's a peak. The pop filter isn't going to catch that. Can't catch everything. <laughs> nope. No. I did sneeze away from the mic. I'm surprised. It might be a laugh. I think it's a laugh, actually. Oh. Because this is only partial. This isn't the whole recording. I see. The sneeze was before, right? Before the break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is the point that is weird because i'm gonna bring up video games oh i never do that i've only done that once on this podcast that's right now rimmed capsule i think i brought up oh that you know that's on the ice uh the app store you can play it on your phone oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah why yeah. did we play it on your laptop uh because you had it you don't have it on your phone i have it on both <laughs> I your... preferred on the iPad, which I think I mentioned on that oh, episode. Maybe I wasn't listening. Probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, probably because it's the most convenient thing for us mm. both to look at um, yep. on this table. And obviously all our listeners to right. look at. Right. Cool. Um, anyway. A game? Games. Yeah. I put in like three video game things in here. Wow. I mean, the first thing you suggested Okay. Which is, uh, I'll let you talk about that one, I guess. Lifeline? Lifeline. Yeah. Which you then forgot about the name. I did. I was you, like, oh yeah, I, I've been playing Lifeline. You're like, what? You brought it up this morning and you said we should talk about Lifeline. And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have literally no idea. So one of the first things I looked for mm-hmm. after getting an Apple Watch was a game that would be good to play on the watch. Mm. And Lifeline came up. There's a bunch of Lifelines games. Oh, really? Yeah, they've... Oh, no. Yeah, they've done like five or something. Are they each $2? Yes. Is there like a bundle I can get? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. Yeah. I just wanted to see what it was like and what the format is. Right. So, Lifeline. Mm-hmm. Wait, which, come to think of it, we could be playing different Lifelines. Ooh. But... I'm playing the original. Lifeline yeah. dot dot dot. Okay. Ooh, there are some bundles. Oh, man, there's bundles. Oh, yeah. So I'm Life- probably going to get all these. There's Lifeline 2? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so Lifeline is a... I mean, it's basically a choose-your-own-adventure. Yep. Like, it's a story that gets told, and then you get given decision points, and you only get given two choices, and you decide what to do, and that drives the narrative. Right? Right. The thing that makes it interesting and a good watch game... I think, is that they put natural time into the game as a mechanic. So there's a real-time element. Right. Where... So, so, 
um, the main character. It's basically you're talking to the main character and he's mm-hmm. asking you. Should we say spoiler spoiler alert? Is it he? Should we say this is going to spoil the game? It's not going to spoil the game. Okay. We're just going to talk about the mechanics. I don't want to spoil the game. I want people to play it. Right. Okay. Um, but I don't think talking about how the game works spoils it. Well, I mean, I, was, think? I was planning on talking about a lot of things. Oh, no, let's not do that. Okay. Let's let people play it. At least sure. give it two weeks. That's what everyone says. Okay. That's it's fair. the bare minimum. Yep. So next time on Hunchbig, we'll spoil everything. Okay. But this time, we're just going to talk about how it works, which is uh, the main character is talking to you. You're his lifeline. Mm-hmm. And he's asking you what he should do um, throughout so, the story. Yeah. But... Yeah. But then when you say, okay, you need to do this, he'll be like, well, okay, I'm going to go do that. It's going to take a couple of hours. Right. And then you get a push notification from yep. the game saying, Taylor's ready to talk again. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it'll say Taylor is busy while he's doing his thing. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, oh, I got a message. Yeah. What's he doing? And so it's actually, it's actually quite cool because you end up playing the game over several days. Right. I still haven't finished it. So even if you wanted to finish it in a couple hours, you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't, like, take a day off and be like, all right, I'm going to play this game. Right. Um, and I kind of like it. Yeah, it's nice. Well, it's really genius, yeah, because it's, in a way, it makes you play a little bit, like, it It lo- It lo- lessens the pace. Yes. But in another way, it keeps you involved because you're yeah. getting push notifications. Like, for a lot of games, you don't get, you know, you just play it, you have to open it. To, like, even remember that it exists. Right. You need to, like, physically go in and, like, tap on it and then whatever. But this is, like, oh, it's keeping you in the loop, but not in, like, an annoying way of, like, Clash of Clans or, like, that kind of... I haven't actually played that, but, like... <laughs> yeah, it's not telling you, oh, you haven't played in three days. What are right, you doing right. kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. It's, it's always, like... Well, it's you... a story. It's a story that's evolving, too. So it feels very much like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of novel. Right. That's unraveling and you're trying to figure out, oh, what's happening next? Like it's, yeah, it feels like a movie or like a, that kind of yeah Mo- um, thing. M- movies and games have a, um, an interest curve. Have you heard of this? Uh, where nope. it's, where it's like, you can't have, um, a movie or a game going a hundred miles an hour all the time. Like people mm. that you lose interest in that. It's like, Ooh. you, you need, I can think of one counter example. Okay. Uh, Mad Max. Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yes. Not Mad Max. That's a restaurant. I think even even that has um, dips in interest. Like the that's true. The scene at night. Yeah. That's like a low pace kind of. Okay, we're that's true. We're it, calming down, and then it, it turns it up to eleven. Like compared to other movies, a lot. There's it has more. Yeah. Of that, but you're but, right. There are some down. There's a lot of um, game theory and um, movie theory about these interest curves. Mm-hmm. And what is the most compelling to people? Yeah. How they want to be um, involved. Yeah. And so you you need the dips to give contrast to the like, okay, it's go, go, go. Yeah. yeah. And I Just feel like music, right? Like right. you need to have a, a a break, maybe a bridge or something where you kind of give them a break from the main chorus and you like hit it really hard at the end. And it's like that yeah. much more powerful. And I actually feel like th- this game does that. Mm-hmm. Like there's been a couple of times where I'll check in and it's like one or two. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just sort of trundling along. Right. Kind of thing. Um, but then it gets really intense then, yeah. for a while. And you're like, oh, oh what's, what's going to happen? happen? And, then it, and then it cuts off and you're like, oh, what? 
What was that? What? Yeah. <laughs> What's going to be that? And so, so it really um, handles suspense well. Let me know. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Cut me off or interrupt me if I'm spoiling it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> try not to spoil it. Um. Okay. Have you finished it? No. No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how long it goes. So no. Whatever. But, um. So it is choose your own adventure in the sense that, uh, and it's like binary choose your like. There's yeah. always two choices. Yep. So every time he tells you what's going on, you can say you can suggest one thing or another. Yep. Yes, do this or no, do that. Um, which is just it's so cool how simple it is. Like at thinking as a programmer, mm. like oh we could make this like in a weekend. Oh yeah, like, like we could make this game happen. Um. It's it's all about the story, which is what you said. Like it's, it would be a dumb game if there was a bad story. Yes, Basically, like there's two buttons, so it's like blah blah blah. And he's doing something, and he says, "What should I do?" And you say this or that, and that's why you can play it on your watch. You can right. play it on anything. Like so it's not I've, about graphics or anything. It's really just story. Yeah, I've been playing it on my watch. You've been playing it on the phone. Yeah, I just recently installed it on my watch, and I don't know. I just haven't been. Yeah reaching for that some yeah. someone did say the phone has music which adds a bit of atmosphere oh to yeah it, yeah it does whereas the watch doesn't yep but i've been playing I, i've been playing it on the watch because that's how i started playing it yeah and it kind of turned into a habit yeah like i'll get tapped and it's like oh no he wants to you know right and the watch i think what they're using is this um it's basically notifications that have actions mm. right so you yeah. can you can send a notification to a watch Instead of just having like the close action, you can have it have like app specific actions like do this or do that. Right. And you do that all within the this single kind of interaction, which is cool. Yeah. You don't have to like launch the app and then, you know, it's like happening. So it does is have that an, true. No, or it does no? have an app that I launch. Oh, okay. and so the, the push notification is something or he's ready to talk. Yeah. Kind of thing. He He's waiting for you. Yeah. Or incoming message or something like that. Okay. The notifications actually vary. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. The text in them. Yep. Um, incoming message, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. So that didn't really spoil anything. Um, so I'll go to the next potential spoiler thing. Okay. <laughs> I liked, there's an element of, um, uh, can you research this for me? Did you get to that point where he's asking oh, you to look things up? Yeah. Is this spoiling? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. He does ask you to look some, basically Google. Yeah. Like, can you help me with this? Like I'm, I'm stuck on this, in this place. Yeah. And you're the only person I can talk to. The internet, for example. Right. And you're like, I have the internet. Like <laughs> I was really excited. Like, oh, I can help him. Yeah. Um, and then Googled around for the answer and like, it wasn't our super definitive answer either. Like, so it was kind of fun where you had to you still had to make a judgment call basically of like okay I have some information here I'm going to suggest that you do this thing yeah and you're trying to weigh like the risk reward kind of thing right where you're like uh, you got to take some risks to survive but I don't want to kill you yeah <laughs> right it's this that which I think is the whole game really right is like um if you're super cautious, I think he's not going to do well, right? Right. If you're, ex but if you're if cautious you're, at every move, you're like, uh, he's yeah. like, well, okay, I'm just going to sit here and like 
wither wither away and like but starve. If, if you entirely throw caution to the wind, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to end well. Right. Well, I assume. Yeah. But you don't really know. Like, right. That's the thing is you don't know where the boundaries are in the game. You don't know. Yeah. Um, you know how much um, power you have over this person's destiny. Really. Right. Like. So I spoke to someone else who has played the game, and he said he died almost immediately. Oh. Okay. And I was like, I didn't even realize. Wow. Like, okay. I was treating every decision as if it was a life or death thing. Yep. But he was like, there are definitely wrong decisions. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Which, Which puts, is, makes, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, it puts a lot more weight. But I wasn't sure, because I've, I've been doing really well, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah. That's fun. Um, but yeah, I, so I'm not really much of a reader mm. in the novel sense. Um I used to read, you know, when I was younger and I uh, read like Harry Potter and that kind of stuff and right. um, Hatchet and kind of books that you were, I don't know, in the, uh, in the standard kind of American kids literature stuff. Right. Um, but I was never like a voracious like reader, but I did really like the choose your own adventure books, which I don't know. Do they still make those? Yeah, where you like at the end it tells you to turn to a page depending on the decision. Yeah, you've yeah. Made. Like yeah, if you want to do this, go to page. They do still make that. Okay, good. I actually uh, we have a board game that uses that as a mechanic. Yeah. So um, depending on where you go, uh, you read from this. Uh, they call it the book of adventures or something, uh-huh. and you read this section, and then um, you have choices you can make. Yep. Um. And then depending on the choice, you get a different result. Cool. Yeah, I love that mechanic. It's just, mm. it makes you feel like you are an agent in this world. Like you you have agency over mm. the story, you know, and, and you do. Like, right. You're like, oh, it's, it's going to change. Like, oh, I don't know. It's a very small. What's happen? It's a very small amount of control, but I think it's very effective. Right. Right. Like, at the end of the day, you're not really yeah. changing anything, but it helps you get more invested right like if you if you give me a book and there's none of that it's just a book right i'm like okay gotta slog through these 300 pages and <laughs> i don't know it's just yeah. it's still a story which is fun but i'm like okay i just read it from start to finish and but you love movies yeah there's no investment there but it is easier to become engaged yeah. with it right yeah, I'm not a very fast reader, which I think is okay. part of it. Um, like, I prefer... I do, like, audiobooks. Oh, I was about to ask that. Yep. So because... I've used Audible, and I enjoyed that for a while. Which also has the distraction problem. Like, I'll, I'll get distracted by, like, launching apps, because I can, because I'm just <laughs> listening to it. I'm not yeah. looking at a book. So it's, like, a kind of a different distraction problem. But you listen to podcasts. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, or you do get distracted... I do get distracted too. Right. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, I have to listen to the next word of this person on this podcast. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it depends. Some of them are more background than others. Right. Some I'm like way more invested in. Yep. Um, anyway, this, yeah, I, I this is enjoyable because it's, it's, um, I think a really effective way to kind of get you engaged in a story. Yep. Um, and it makes you want to build something that, but I know that like, it's the story. It's the so right it's kind of like, yeah, I would need to like, um, pair up with someone who's really good at the writing part, which actually, no, 
I do know some people who might be good at that. So yeah, um, could be fun. Yeah, because you could you could take this more in the um, you could definitely have a bunch of formats for this. The way this one's designed, it's um, sort of made its own interfa interface, and it has the two buttons where you make your choices. But you could make this look like an iMessage app, right? Kind of thing where yeah. you get like speech bubbles and right. You get a choice of which one you pick. But yeah, I like um, user interface wise, this is the simplest thing you could oh, think yeah. of. It's a scroll so, view. Yeah. It's a single scroll view that you can like scroll up and see the history. I mean, just like iMessage and And then two buttons. And you say yes, no, or you know, whatever. And it's yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool how how um compelling it is without programmatic like you don't really you, you know, they didn't need technical chops really to pull this off right um like i think they probably do have good oh yeah like it's it's polished it feels good um you could make a version of it that feels bad and not fun to work with yep like the little sounds and the little um the ui itself like the look and yep. feel of the app feels like you're getting like a message from space kind of yeah um but yeah, it's cool how how much they've done with such simple kind of yep. elements. I like it. We totally recommend it. Um, I just Simple. bought the. I just completed my bundle. <laughs> you just bought the bundle for seven dollars more. I got three more games. Wow! Um, so the bundle that's or four more games. Four. It must be four because otherwise you paid more. Yes, four more games. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a bundle of five for eight ninety nine usually, but. I had already gotten the first one, so it's one ninety nine less. Nice. Um, oh wow! Yeah, get all five Lifeline stories in the Green series for forty percent off the full retail price today. So that's the bundle I just bought. So it's called Lifeline Bundle Green Series. I don't know what Green Series means, but yep, there's five games. It's it's also interesting because the like the introduction of the natural pauses is so against what everyone is saying an iPhone game should do. Oh, like an iPhone game should <laughs> like keep you in the app for as long as possible and yeah, yeah, keep yeah. you coming back over and over again. It's there's almost some respect built in. Yeah. It feels respectful to like, Oh no, take a break. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there is something else going on. Like I need to. Yeah. E each interaction is like two minutes at the most. Yeah. And there's varying levels. Like sometimes you'll be like, oh, just it'll just be a minute, and then it'll yeah, like, it'll be actually be you know five minutes or whatever. Oh yeah. And then sometimes it'll be hours um, until you hear something. Until you hear something back. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's cool how it's kind of there's a variety there. So yeah, good recommendation. Um, I have some other video game things. Okay, let's hear them. Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Is probably old news by now, but it is. But still um, interesting. Yep. It so Nintendo has a new console coming out in the spring, I think March twenty seventeen. Yep. Um called N Nintendo Switch. It was called the NX at some point, but now it's called the Switch. Nintendo have had a history of having code names for their yep. consoles. I think GameCube was Dolphin or something. Okay. Um so real quick history of my video gaming again uh Play so, playstation console was your first yep i would go to friends houses to play nintendo like nes yep. and super nintendo 
and N64, um, Mario Kart, GoldenEye, yep. that kind of stuff, uh, Sega. Um, and then we finally got a PlayStation, <laughs> uh, which was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, but I feel like I kind of missed out on some of those like early days of like really getting into like Zelda and like right. the kind of the older Nintendo stuff. Um, which is why I'm interested in, for one, the Nintendo classic thing, the right. $60 thing where you get, have we talked about that on here? We have. Okay. 30 games for 60 bucks. It's sold out. Like you, yeah. If, you basically if I could get it. that, I would have it. Yeah. <laughs> if I just, it's, you just can't get it unless you're willing to pay like triple the price or whatever. I never owned a, uh, Super Nintendo or a Nintendo. Yeah. Um, my first console was a Sega Mega Drive. Yeah. And then I shared that with my sister, and then I got an N64, and she got a PlayStation. Wow. In the same year? Uh, they were like... a year or apart or something. Wow. Like, we, good. we shared the N64, and then we had um, different rooms. And... But your your parents are into gaming, too, right? Like your My dad is. Your dad is, yeah. Yeah, he's a big... I think that's that helps to yeah. have someone that's, like, into it, too. Like, yeah. I could see myself like, oh, I'm going to get this Nintendo Switch for Dylan. My, you yeah, know. and it's really for you. <laughs> Six-month-old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'll be able to pull that off. but Yeah. Um, so Nintendo Switch, I'm interested in it for a few different reasons. One is the properties that they've all, always been, they've always had, you know, Mario Kart and super smash brothers it feels very like yeah like a social kind of platform of like have some people over and like it's kind of casual yep um compared to playstation and xbox where you have to go online um, and play with people yeah that's you don't not know really and, my thing right um so uh, this is actually one of my theories for why um board gaming has yeah. become such a huge phenomenon uh-huh. because um we used to go to people's houses and play Video games. Video games. And now it's all, all connected. Yeah. You'd have like four people all playing the same thing. And there was, there's something about being in the same room with people when you're oh, playing yeah. a game. Totally. That I just don't get from yep. online MMO. Xbox gaming or something like that. Right. Um, I feel like MMO is different for me. I don't know why. Because I really yeah. enjoyed that. Well, I guess MMO, you're invested in a different level. Yeah. To where you do feel camaraderie and like because you basically make friends through the mmo right Right. like you it's a whole separate community (laughs) yeah yeah, like no it is it is it's like you feel yeah you feel very comfortable with those people that you play every day with or whatever and yeah um but yeah if it's if you're just playing with random people on like destiny or whatever i don't know what people play now but like whatever games but like um, um battlefield or call of duty or something like that right um, especially where it's a game um, where it's all about the competition. Yeah. It, like it gets very aggressive. That's yep. less interesting for right. me. Yeah, me too. Um, so, yeah. So there's that aspect. Um, just, oh, I want to play a Zelda game. I've never really like dug deep into Zelda. Right. Or um, I never had Super Smash Brothers you right. know, parties or whatever. Um, yeah. So the cool thing about the Switch, for anyone who doesn't know... Mm-hmm. is that um, it's a console that has its own screen. Right. And so you can play it at home, but then you can pick it up, and it's essentially a really big handheld. There's kind of... there's I think there's three different modes, right? right. So there's, like, the docked version. Plugs into your TV. 
Right. Um, kind of the standard console experience you would mm. expect. And so the the controller that you hold is made up of these two sticks that are almost like the... What do they call them? Joy? Joy something? Right. It's almost like the Wiimote and the Nunchuck for the Wii. Yeah. Um, but are, you, are they completely symmetrical, though? N- they are. Right. But, yeah. They each you, have a... A, a mode. Analog that, stick and a couple buttons. And, yeah. Um, and so when you're using that on your own, you'd usually slot both sticks into like a thing that connects them together. So you can use it like a traditional controller. Right. Um, so that's like the console mode. Yeah. But then you can take those and you can slot them either side of the console. Mm-hmm. Which or the ha- inner piece, like there's like an inner, like right. the screen like sets into the this dock. So you take that out. Yep. Slot the controllers into the screen. Yeah, so you're holding, like, either side of the screen right. with these controllers. So then it's, like, a big kind of, like... Game Boy or something. DS or... Yeah. Yeah. But with one screen. Yeah. S. <laughs> Nintendo S. Um, but then, on top of that, you can use the two components of the controller as tiny... Separate controllers. Separate controllers. Right. Because it has, like, the analog stick and two buttons. Yep. So if you hold it sideways as, like, this tiny controller... Yeah, you can basically kind set... of like an NES style controller. Really, it's Ex- exactly you yeah. can you can set up the screen to um, it's got like a what do they call it like a kickstand? Yep, that comes out the back. You set that up on a table, and you have built in two controllers. Right. So on the plane or whatever, you can play you know multiplayer like your, Mario your kids Kart. can play each other with on the same using the same console. Yeah, um, which. Yeah, that's cool. The the idea that it's really it makes up one controller when you're using it as a console. Right. When you pull it apart, it's actually two simple simpler controllers. Yep. Um. Yeah. So there's uh, I was listening to ATP, um, Accidental Tech podcast. They were talking about this and um, how a lot of people are equating it to you know nintendo's take on like tablet gaming or that whole thing but how it is really different because tablet games and like ios like the app store everything is priced so low like Mm. i just bought five games for seven (laughs) dollars yep or whatever um and there's there's a ceiling of like what kind of production quality you can have there right um in that market but Nintendo, like these, this is cartridge based, so it's not right. I think they'll have an app store too, but it'll be more for like smaller indie kind of things. But like for the big titles, you still pay 40, 50, 60 bucks for a cartridge, right? Um, and you can expect some really in deep, um, you know, worlds and interactions and very well polished games, um. So even though it's ta- it's in the tablet form factor, it is a very different thing because you'll be playing this kind of blockbuster, super deep, potentially just really complicated, interesting game. Right. Um. So I don't know. I that is it's been the console that has most tempted me in the past few years to to buy. Right. Um. So it might be our. Uh, I don't know. Might be the Anderson household's first, first console. Yep. We'll see. We have the Apple TV now. That's um, not. Yeah. Which I was really excited about 
with the controllers, but it's just it's pretty limited. Yeah. Um like it's not you, a lot. you and I have played some games on it and that are, you know, kind of fun, but not yeah. like Did you end up playing very far into Transistor? Which no. is one of the bigger games that no. is available. Um I didn't. And I can't really It was cool. Yeah. I like the narrative, but I don't know. I've just got it on my phone. I don't uh, know why it hasn't really like sucked me in. Yeah. Um they had a black a Black Friday thing, I guess, where oh, I could cool. guess it for less than three dollars. Nice. So I yeah, it's usually it. like ten or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a pretty I mean high production quality. So it's made it's made by a indie um group of developers. Mm-hmm. And their first game their first big game that I know of is was called Bastion. Mm-hmm. Which is a similar style of game but it doesn't have the pausing and you line up moves right um but i did thoroughly enjoy that yeah that is a cool element so it's it's a third person um action adventure kind of yeah but then you know so you go around kind of swinging your sword at people but then at any given point you can kind of pause time and um And uh, <laughs> and then it feels almost like a turn-based thing at that point where you're, where, right. you're, where you're like, time is frozen. You can plan out your strategy and your kind of combo moves and then hit go. And then it kind of executes your program or whatever. Right. Just kind of neat. Um, yeah, I haven't, I mean, there's not a good reason why I haven't played it more. It just hasn't really right. called my name, I guess, yeah. for me to get in there. Um, free time is very limited now <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but so the <laughs> other, the final video game thing I had in here, um, which is kind of a shot in the dark. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. You just moved it over. Yeah. So, you know that it's a game. I, think. I do. Stardew because, Valley. Okay. So it's called Stardew Valley. Yep. I and... have not played it, but I do know that it is a game. Okay, so we're probably not going to get very far in this because I don't really know much about it either. Okay, it's like, um, um, did you ever play Harvest Moon? That was a big Nintendo. No, title. and I honestly don't remember how I even discovered this. Like the other day, um, I found up on an article or what, but mm. I ended up reading about this game. Um, and yeah, it was kind of the programmer was obsessed with these Harvest Moon games, right? but like had a lot of issues with them too and wanted to like perfect them. So he basically like was like, Oh, I want to like work on my programming skills anyway. So I'm going to build this game. That's like trying to make this better. Yeah. And it ended up being like a, a big, big deal. Yeah. He went through like the steam, um, they call it like project or green light or green something. Light, yeah. Where it seems like the Kickstarter of steam kind of thing or yeah, where you can kind of like gauge interest for yep. your idea. And then, it's the Kickstarter in terms of the gauging interest rather than the actual guessing funding. Money, okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, um, and it turns one, out everyone was like, yeah, do this. Yeah. This looks great. Yeah, once something is greenlit, you then, I think you start releasing it in a beta form. Mm-hmm. And then people can buy it before it's complete, essentially. Oh, cool. And so you're releasing it saying, like, this is buggy. Right. Like, it's not finished yet. And really, I'm looking for feedback. Cool. Um, so it's this community of kind of early adopters and beta testers. Yeah. People that are okay with getting some less than perfect... A half-finished product, yeah. ...stuff. Um, to help make it better. 
That's cool. Seems like but, a smart idea on, on Steam and Valve's side to kind of foster that community of right. innovation and experimentation. Yep. Um, but assume I know nothing about Harvest Moon. Have you played Harvest Moon? I have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, something about farming? Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's, okay. a far, it's a very basic farming simulator. Okay. Um, sort of 8-bit, uh, think, like, old-style Final Fantasy, that I kind guess of I thing. Was, yeah, I guess I was surprised by how much attention these types of games had. Because it's like, wait, a farming simulator? Like, it seems yeah. kind of silly. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like... I like games like Lemonade Tycoon, <laughs> where you have a lemonade stand and you yeah. just like change the recipe of how much, how many lemons should we put in and right. how much sugar should we buy and the lemons are rotten and we need to get a better uh, ice machine and like, yeah. so that, those kind of simple ideas I like. So like, is that... I think that's, that's part of it. Uh, we're also like, um, there's a whole sort of section of humanity I feel like it's all of humanity that just loves optimizing yeah. things. And so right. games like this where part of the game is working out, you know, you win by cutting margins and yeah. making the most efficient thing. Although I did, um, the other thing that intrigued me about it was a more open-ended aspect to it. With Stardew Valley or with uh, Harvest With Moon? Stardew Valley, which okay. I'm not sure if Harvest Moon is the same, but... right. Um, it implied that you're not necessarily just crunching numbers. There's this whole, right. like, you can go off and like, uh, find romance yes, or like do something completely different. Yeah. Um, or it, yeah, like focus on a, on a completely different aspect of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely, kind of cool, but... there's also like an escapism to it. Yeah. Like, um, all of these simulator games kind of have the most romantic aspects yeah, yeah. of those professions. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess Lemonade Tycoon yeah, yeah. Um, handles that really well. Right. Um, or Mini Metro. Oh, yeah. It's totally. Like, oh, this is the fun version of... Uh, designing transit. a metro system, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. So it, Harvest Moon, like... These games are completely offline, right? Have, yes. It's just like you're just... I'm not sure about Stardew Valley. Okay. I assume this is. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was some mention of multiplayer or co-op or something, but it right. was kind of optional, I think. It wasn't like a main aspect of the game. So, huh. um, yeah, I've been thinking kind of the of the logistics of having a kid and playing games <laughs> and... I just like MMO doesn't or any sort of game that you can't pause. Right. Is not <laughs> when, it, when a baby's screaming doesn't not seem option. viable. Yeah. Um, yep. So I'm yeah. kind of looking at things with that lens too. I think that's true. But, um, so I played anyway. the, the Witcher three. Mm -hmm. I completed that. Oh, cool. So that was good. At the moment I'm playing uh, darkest dungeon, darkest dungeon, which was one of the first games we ever spoke about and i had mentioned it as a game i want to play wow okay but i haven't played Whew. so it's uh can't say i remember it's a dungeon crawler um where the dungeons are all cthulhu based okay this is ringing so else. sort of hp lovecraft um diablo 2 meets abominations it's 
2D, and when you go into battles, it's like a battle scenario, so sort of like turn-based Final Fantasy-esque. But uh, every battle you're in, or like the more time you spend in a dungeon, the more stressed all of your adventurers become. Okay. And um, there's like this... Kind of like fatigue, or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, stressed by the horrors that they're (laughs) encountering. Actually, there's some of that in Lifeline, too. Yes. Like, oh, I kind of want to get out of here now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so your party of adventurers can develop. um, They can handle the stress in one of two ways. They either... (laughs) Get drunk. (laughs) They either um, handle it in a heroic manner. Uh, And so they, like, step up to the challenge and really... Take the adrenaline rush. Oh, yeah. And, like... And um, on the other hand, they can break down. Yep. And they develop like um, oh, and get depressed. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. This is ringing bells. Now. And yeah. and so there there are like positive traits and negative traits. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's really interesting the sort of types of hmm. things that happen. Uh, but they all basically get to like a breaking point where it's like their stress is maxed out and they they snap. Yep. Um, and this is where you have the switch between like something really good or something really bad. They could be like a berserker and just like go nuts. And yeah. Um, and so one of my characters reached this breaking point and it turns out when that happens, he just becomes abusive. And so he starts like verbally abusing everyone else in the party. (laughs) Right. Which raises their stress. Closer to their breaking point. Yeah. Um, and then I like, on contrast there was another character who reached that breaking point and became heroic and started doing more damage hmm. kind of thing hmm. um but there come there's like that's a cool that's a cool um mechanic yeah that can go either way um and so uh, it, you know obviously the more advent the more dungeons you send them on the more stressed they and horrified they become and so there are um stress reducers in town mm. and you put them in there and so one of the stress reducers is drinking yeah drinking away your sorrow yeah i'm um, gonna try to forget what i just saw <laughs> yeah um and so if if you do that with someone too much though they become an alcoholic right and that's the only thing that will reduce stress for them then Ooh. is alcohol oh. but if they don't have any alcohol in it after a day they'll their stress probably just inc- <laughs> yeah like do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it moves their yeah their floor, I guess, of stress. And so there's like Higher. a there's like a tavern and an abbey are the two buildings that have stress reducers in them. Huh. Um, and so the abbey has like prayer, meditation, and go to church, yeah, yeah. self flagellation. Sounds a lot like my hometown, actually. <laughs> the darkest dungeon. <laughs> Yeah, well, not the Cthulhu stuff, but oh, uh, more like, well, either you go to drink or you go to church. Church, church yeah. Sometimes, the tavern also sometimes both, but the tavern yeah. also has gambling, which is a stress reducer. Huh. But also, like um, characters can develop like hero complexes. Right. And That's so what I was thinking. If you, yeah. If you get someone who's like too confident or too like strong in that right. way, like you, they could have a a lot of upside in that scenario but yeah. also like this is someone that's gonna like you want to hang out with <laughs> or your, your group wants to hang out with like, yeah like uh so sick of hearing brian like talk about how good he is and ugh. i mean he was good but yeah come on 
We're <laughs> we've moved on. It's funny. Yeah. So that's a good game. Yeah. Seems very applicable to real life too, and like working with people. Like I mean, you but know, it's not all good. Um, like just it, that it's complicated. Like yeah, different people have different um, strengths and weaknesses and perspectives on right situations. And so, so it is interesting because um, there's obviously all of the characters have a leveling system. They get experience as they go into more dungeons. But it's like this this thing where they they're becoming more powerful, but they're also becoming more broken human beings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so it is interesting. This like. Like, going and fighting hordes of undead yeah. is not all good. You don't just become a, <laughs> yeah. like a stronger person. You, right. you know, you're going to end up with, you know, horrific coping mechanisms. Yep. Um, I guess it's like a PTSD. Is that the... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know... Post-traumatic all stress, stress disorder. Or, yeah. It's like all... You know, we say we have a lot of games that sort of glorify going out and adventuring and yeah. yeah. Um, it's cool. that Yeah. It's cool. that There's a side effect here, right? right. It's like trying to model that in yeah. the game. It's like the meta yeah. kind of thing going on. Yeah. It's like real life combat is horrifying and right. There's a cost to yes. <laughs> doing all this adventuring. And, <laughs> huh. Which actually, if you want to get really meta, there's a cost to the gamer over gaming too right Mm. you know like there's we know someone who works at um uh it's like center for media something something i'm gonna mess it up but it's basically um they do a lot of research about children and technology and how Uh, it affects them and yep um how much is too much how much is not enough what's the right sweet spot there and it's complicated everyone everyone does it differently too yep which is fine but um but yeah obviously there are doses of gaming and any sort of uh screen interaction probably that's unhealthy you know yes and can get you into your own set of depression and coping but like sometimes it is a coping mechanism for your real life like there's a lot of complexity there yeah there's positives and negatives to literally everything. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you need to escape, then... <laughs> I mean, everyone needs to escape at some level, right? right? There's It's it's healthy to, like, get out of... Check out of your real life for a little bit. And right. Try to be somewhere else. But, um, yeah, I guess it's all about those, those boundaries. Yep. But... Which you know about because you were a WoW person for a while, right? Yes. Yeah. So you've been there. Yep. The, the good times and the and the less yeah. good times, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm assuming too much. Oh my god! Who? Why? The United States just so called many you. Many people calling me. That's what it said. United States. The United States. Yep. They want. They're checking up. They. I don't know. They wanted to ask when I could leave. Maybe you're getting called up for a cabinet position. <laughs> <laughs> What are you really bad at? Maybe that's what they're calling Maybe that's, <laughs> They just want to check in. Yeah. You might be qualified for. Secretary of? Education. Yeah. We already picked for someone for that. Secretary Con- of? Yeah. Consoles in every school. <laughs> Ugh. 
Cool. So that those are all your video games. That's all I know about video games. That's all, everything you know about video yep. games. That's, That's I'm glad we <laughs> cleared that away. Yeah. So next time we'll totally spoil Lifeline. You wanted to talk about TV shows. Oh. And this um, is, because this is something that I do less of and you do more of. Right. Watch. Right. While you're playing games, passively. I'm probably watching TV. Yeah. Some sort. Um, uh, Westworld, I think, is a... is a Yeah, everyone's talking about this at our office. Right. Um, so I feel like... And I think it is relevant to a lot of the things that need a we HBO. end up talking about. Or not not recently, I guess, but like a lot of times we earlier on in Hunchpig, we would just end up at AI. And, oh, yeah, <laughs> and like morality and like how that interplay works. And this is exactly this show. It's just right, perfectly in line with everything. You know, we... When should we care about like can machines be conscious and yep. what can they feel pain? When does suffering they... begin? Right. Yeah. Um. So if you get a chance, I think it would be worth. Uh, okay. I mean, I think it's it's a pretty pretty good show. We need to reactivate our HBO subscription. Okay. In the meantime, do you have Netflix? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, have you heard of Black Mirror? I have. Have we talked about Black Mirror? We have. I think we maybe, have. Probably. We've definitely maybe. talked about it, but maybe not while everyone is listening. Ooh. Okay. Um, Other than Alexa. Does Alexa broadcast to the world? Who knows? What we're saying. Maybe. I, I think not someone you. knows. Yeah. Not us. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, <laughs> the homework for Westworld is maybe a little too much for a small... Like, it's it's asking more than installing this game that you asked me to install and playing this game. So, in the meantime, if you could watch a single episode of Black Mirror... <laughs> just Just one. Just one. Because it's pretty piecemeal anyway. It's not... Okay. Do you know how the show works? Like it's yeah. it's not like a ongoing plot. It's like really. it's Twilight all, Zone, right? Every episode is standalone, episodic. <laughs> I don't know, um, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? So I know what it's called. It's in season three. It's called Black which Mirror. is the new season, the newest season, the newest season currently, and the episode is called Playtest. Playtest, and it's about gaming. Yeah, uh, and virtual reality. And Ooh. kind of um, the pre- the general premise is um, kind of introspecting into each person's each player's brain to figure out how to best scare them. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Which I think is a really cool concept. They um, this currently is a thing. I'm not surprised. There's a um Oh, there's a PlayStation game that will Ooh. take readings of your... Because the controller, I think, has a microphone on it. Okay. And it will take, like, readings... It will try and read your breathing and try and work so it, out... it would detect when you're scared. Yes. Which but I it, guess... But it tries the... to work out the things that scare you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then... Because it knows what just happened in the game. Iterates on that. It knows what just happened in the game, and it knows yeah. how you're reacting, and it can tie those things together and say, oh, you're afraid of spiders. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So I, I really enjoyed this episode. Okay. Um, it's, there's some twists in it that are fun and it's good. 
Okay. It's good. It feels, it felt kind of like a standalone. It's a feel good kind of. No. <laughs> Black Mirror is not that, your... It made you feel good mm. that you weren't in that world. Yeah. But you r- secretly are. Yeah. Because that's happening. Uh-huh. It's good. I think you like it. Yeah. People uh, like being scared sometimes. Yeah. I don't. Really? Nope. Not a fan. Yeah. And generally, I'm not, in general, I'm not a fan either. Yep. Horror movies are not my thing. Nope. Uh, this has just a little bit of that. Hmm. But it's not... It has a little bit of that. Okay. So... But it's gaming. Yes. It is <laughs> so gaming related. So you'll love it? You think there's a crossover there yeah. where we can... Yeah. Yeah. It's TV. Like, but a, none of, neither of us really like horror. <laughs> I like TV. You like gaming. It's mixed all three together. Yeah. Yeah. It's British. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is. It has British roots. Charlie Brooker is the writer for it, I think. Is he still doing it with the Netflix I, I, I actually don't know. Because it used to be... I assume so. Um, it used to be BBC? Or Yep. Okay. Um, and now it's Netflix is actually producing I, it. I said yep there with confidence. I oh, have yeah, no you idea. Do TV shows. It's British, so BBC. Yeah, that's all, that's the only thing, right? I Yeah. yeah. So the IT crowd is Channel 4. Is that oh. under the BBC? No. No, it's separate. Yeah. Channel 4. It's the fourth channel. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the internet. Like, what does that mean? Um, okay. Created by Charlie Brooker? Right. Just like The Office was created by... Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais, but... Right. So I don't know if he's how much he's still involved with it. Um, anyway, new season was good. Uh, it's all very thought provoking and interesting commentary on society and technology and the interplay between those two things. Yep. 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 Um, I think we're good. I think, yeah, no, I think, I think we covered everything. Great. I guess we're done.